The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appleton Sin Shu Chu Mouthful Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer over SoCalledFantasyExperts.com. <clears throat> on the line tonight is a guest co-host, a friend of the show, has been on many times, Tyler Thompson. What's up, man? Hey, Joe. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. Glad you could come on. Uh, AJ had some uh, business to take care of and uh, asked you to to step in and fill his shoes for the night. And uh, I think uh, you will, you'll, you'll do fine. <laughs> Let's hope so. But uh, yeah, man. So tonight, you know, exciting night. It was opening day a couple of days ago. Uh, so opening week, if you want to call it. So, you know, not a lot of action to really talk about as far as stats and who's doing what and things like that. You know, it's, it's hard to, a lot of guys, I mean, so, Detroit's only played one game. I mean, like, you know, the Orioles and Blue Jays are playing their second game. I mean, a lot of these guys, they barely played. So, like, you know, somebody went 0-4 the first game. Eh, it happens. Don't freak out. Um, But there are some things we'll talk about as far as the pitchers' performances go. And and only because, man, we saw some, like, pretty – it was either, like, really bad – for the starting pitchers or really good for the starting pitchers. It wasn't a whole lot of like, yeah, all right. You know, we let up like three runs and six innings, you know, quality start for the typical, for like the really good guys. It was either just downright bad or downright good. And so that is just kind of interesting. Like, I just kind of want to talk about a few of those. We'll get into some of the closer carousel that's already happening injuries. And then, Probably the most intriguing thing that's happened the first couple of days here is some of the lineups that have come out these first couple of games and 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 how this is going to change their these players' value going forward in fantasy baseball. Um, but before we get into all that, I'd be you know I'd, I'd be doing a disservice to not mention North Carolina Tar Heels. NCAA men's basketball champs took down Gonzaga. Um, I did not pick either one of those teams in the finals, so I did pretty bad in the in the brackets. I didn't actually see how you did in our fantasy six pack bracket. What did you end up doing? Pretty pretty poorly as well. Um, <laughs> shockingly, yeah. the one team that I actually got right was Oregon, and that seemed like a team that nobody else picked. So I don't know if no, I should I- feel proud or ashamed of myself well you did you did better than me but not by much it was probably the Oregon pick that did it honestly um but yeah I did I did pretty bad I picked Kansas to win the whole thing that clearly didn't work and I say it every time they do it I'm never gonna pick them again but (laughs) I'm not gonna say that anymore because apparently I'm just gonna pick them every time they get a high seed I don't know why I fall for Kansas every time pretty dumb of me but uh i don't know it was it 
look, usually I'll root for the ACC because I'm a Virginia Tech fan. So, I, you know, when I know Tech's not going to win it, as much, you know, they were in the tournament. But, look, let's be real. They weren't going to win it. Um, you know, I'll just root for the conference because it's always good to have a strong conference. It helps. It, it helps uh, recruiting all around and things like that. So, but this time I was rooting for the Zags, man. The biggest reason is because my wife was in, in the fancy six pack bracket uh, pool here and had the, had the Gonzaga won it. She wouldn't have won the whole thing. So not that like I could have like taken credit for that because she made her picks all herself. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It would have been kind of cool. Like she, she doesn't even watch college basketball. So that's just kind of funny that that would have happened. But, uh, yeah, I also kind of wanted to see the the quote unquote little guy do it. Not that the Zags are the little guy anymore, but they're you know they're still a mid major when you really think about it. They don't play in a huge conference, so sure. Yeah, it would have been just fun to see them see them finally pull it out. But what do you, did you watch the game like? Well, I watched uh, I watched. Most of the second half, it was a uh, it's a pretty ugly game, just yeah. all around really. Like the players, the referees, it was just not not extremely fun to watch. If it if it wasn't no. a championship game, it would never grace my TV screen. No, but uh, I gotta say, I, I was rooting for Gonzaga too, and that's mostly because of uh, SOS sore loser syndrome. Um, I, my uh, my Arkansas Razorbacks. Had been pretty much beat until the the referees decided to put on that Carolina blue, but uh, yeah, it uh kind of kind of pushed me in the direction of the Zags. I mean, UNC was, I mean, nobody's surprised that they won it all, but they're surprised. You should be surprised at how they got there. Some pretty some pretty crazy games. Yeah, they they had some close ones. They didn't it didn't look pretty the whole tournament for them. They just seemed to squeak them out. I mean. It, and the championship game was no different. It was so ugly. Free throws missed all around. Three point oh, like, three percentages were just terrible for everything. And then the fouls has made it way worse. Um, I, and look, some everybody's gonna blame the refs, and, and some of it I think can be blamed on them. But like honestly, the players have to adjust too. Like when you know the game's being called sure. that tight, you can't be as aggressive as you were going into it you've got to stop you've got to adjust and and if they aren't going to adjust then you're going to foul out with 10 minutes to go and we saw that happen a couple of times so i i uh i i actually used to ref in 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 college i i refed intramural ball for a couple seasons and it's tough man it's really hard i'm i'm not going to say i'm good at it but i am i am good friends with uh, a girl who who refed and she did it kind of part time for a while and and she got really into it and she's really good but she went on a rant on Facebook the next day and just called out people and was like look if you're gonna call people out you go put on the stripes you go call a game because this is one of the hardest things you will do and it is absolutely she's a hundred percent right there it is one of the hardest things you will do it moves so fast. It's so hard to call. You have to ha- – and, like, when you blow a call, you are going to get screamed at mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter what. Even if you don't blow a call, you're going to get screamed at. So it's it's hard to do. But, you know, look, everybody's going to blame the refs. Partially, you know, they, they did make some bad calls. 
that happens. But the players have to adjust. But yeah, it was an ugly game. But you know, regardless, UNC champs. Wait for next year when I can pick Kansas and have them watch them go out in the first weekend. Or I guess they made it to the Sweet 16 this year, but uh, kick myself. I even said it on the show. I was like, no, I'm going to hate myself for picking them, but I'm doing it anyway. Well, they'll win the Big 12 for the 40th year in the row. I, I know, right? And that's what does it to me yeah. every time. Because the Big 12 <laughs> is supposedly good. And then it just it doesn't matter. I don't know. Anyway, man, let's get to some baseball. That's why everybody's here. Um, opening day, uh, like like I said before, not a ton of you know, not you know, not a lot of you know. Hey, cool, this guy hit a couple home runs. Eh, it happens. You know, Bryce Harper, cool, you hit another home run on opening day. Let's 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 keep it up for the rest of the season, type thing. You know, like. Good. That's what you're supposed to do. The thing that's going to that they can come out of opening day, opening week for me is the first thing was the lineups. As I mentioned it before, there were some changes in the lineups, and and we talked about this on what was it Monday, right? Um, we were talking online, and we kind of started looking at the lineups and going, "Ooh, look at this! This is interesting. Right. I wonder if you know this is going to change things a lot." The first thing that you and I noticed was Adam Eaton batting in the two-hole. Um, I mean, if he does this the whole season, this is what everybody was thinking was going to happen when he got traded to the Nats for all of their stud prospects. But then there was all that talk where Dusty Baker was being Dusty Baker and he batted him in like the sixth hole basically the entire spring and everybody's going, uh-oh. And look, I dropped him on rankings. I don't know if you did. Uh, but I dropped him on rankings a little bit, thinking he's batting six. That's less at bats. He's going to have a crowded base pass, most likely, in front of him more often. And he, so he's not going to run. And, and, that's, and the people batting behind him aren't as good, so he's going to score less runs. Like, that's what he does. He, he gets on base. He runs. And that's, that's what he does. So if he can't do that, then he loses all his value. Um, but but I kind of wonder what your take on this is. I mean, is, do you think this is going to stick? Do you think it's because Rendon was hurt? Like, what's the deal here? I think this can be pretty fluid. I mean, at least for the first week or so. Um, yeah, I think it does have a lot to do with uh, Anthony Rendon being out. Um, but I thought that until I saw the lineup today. They were playing a uh, – I think they were playing – Who's Washington, who's Washington playing? The they're playing, they're playing uh, the Marlins. Okay. I want to say they're facing a left-handed pitcher, and Adam Eaton was still in the two-hole. So but Again, Rendon's hurt. So do you think that's, that's well, the biggest part of he's it? Well, actually – he's batting six this evening. Oh, he is. I didn't realize he was back. Good call there. So it, it's it's just one of those things where you don't – I mean, I it is we need to really. He actually Dan Straley, he's a righty. It says. Oh, okay. So. There you go. But there you go. Oh, yeah, I but mean, I, yeah, maybe it's maybe they just figured out. <laughs> look, it, it worked on Monday. I mean, it worked. Him and Turner got on base almost every single oh, time, yeah. and it was a lethal combination, both times. And both those dudes are wicked fast, man. They just they can just round the bases like it's nothing. And so it's it's a nice combination to have up top there. 
but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's something that's going to be fluid. You're going to have to watch it. I mean, look, if you drafted Eaton, I think you're you're going to you know, you're just kind of stuck with him. I think it's going to be hard to to get rid of him if he starts batting in the six hole at all, and you're going, oh, I want to get rid of him type of thing. But uh, yeah, that's going to be an interesting situation to watch. You know, look, if Rendon's batting in the six hole, that crushes his value now. So that's it's not it's not good for one of those guys it looks like yeah. i didn't even think of that so the next guy that you and i talked about on on monday was the minnesota twins now this was an interesting conversation uh i got in i it was kind of funny i i'm tweeted retweeted or commented back to somebody on twitter about the whole um joe mauer batting cleanup but that's not what i was going to talk about the big the big news is Byron Buxton batting the three hole, and then uh, the other the other part of that we noticed was Kepler was all the way down at the eighth spot. I I don't even remember who, I forget who they had in the three spot. It was like what are they trying to do? Um, it just seemed it just seemed kind of wacky. Like the whole lineup there seemed weird. I don't know if if Buxton's gonna stay in the three or what, but hey, if he does, that's that's awesome for his chances of being able to perform and rack up at least the counting stats, right? So uh, the guy that you were looking at or thinking of in the two hole was none other than a stud, stud player, Robbie Grossman. So Jesus. that's just a, uh, yeah, that's just over Houston, oh, right? He, yes, that's correct. Yep. That's uh, Paul <laughs> Molitor doing his thing in Minnesota up there setting lineups. Um, but yeah, I'm actually going to go the other way with it. So Buxton, the three hole, that's, that's asking a lot from a guy who really hasn't proven himself outside of one month. And I'd almost rather see him in like a, like a low stress part of the order, like maybe like the seventh or eighth spot, Hmm. just, just to give him, just to give him a chance to kind of get his feet wet at the bottom of the, yeah, yeah. Get his legs under him and. Uh, better chance to get on base and do what we know he can do uh, on the base path. Did so he, did he do that last year at the end of the year? I mean, God, his September was awesome. Right, right. I mean, and, you, like, know, it's, you know, he's pretty there. He had a pretty good spring, from what I can remember. And I mean, it's, it's you gotta you gotta do it eventually, right? Yeah, and if you're the twins, you know, you, you mean you, yeah, you gotta be thinking, hey, <laughs> yeah, you're you're not playing for anything. I know they're. Two and zero, and you know, praising the the heavenly skies, but that's uh, probably not going to continue to happen here. Yeah. Oh no, god, they had that were, incredible start last year, and <laughs> look what happened. Yeah. Well, no, they actually started. I think them and the Braves were in a competition to uh, see who could who could win the first game. I think they were both like zero and ten to start the year, so that was pretty fun. Um, but didn't but as far didn't as Kepler goes, like reeling off a bunch of a bunch of wins and like surprise the hell out of me. And I remember saying something at one point and be like, Oh damn, actually they won a bunch of games. That was kind of crazy. It might've been two years ago. I can't remember though. Hey, I could be, I could be wrong. Anyway. Oh, Kepler. Well, yeah, with, with Kepler, <laughs> he's actually batting second tonight. So it might've just been okay. one of those opening day lineups where, Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. I know they were facing a righty today, so uh, Ian Kennedy is actually have, they were facing today. So 
Yeah, they they did have like ten. It seemed like they had their entire top of the lineup. Like the first six guys were either switch hitters or lefties against that righty. I do remember that and thinking like, okay, that might be a little overkill, man. <laughs> well, I mean, they won. They won seven to one with that terrible lineup. So I guess someone knows what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they, look, that's. I mean, if Cowboys going to get up there, and then Boxing's going to stay up there. I mean, I think it's. I mean, I think look, fantasy owners are going to take it. They're going to they're going to like that. Um, the the other news is for your for your Braves. Uh, Swanson did indeed get the two spot. Um, you know, it was kind of he didn't quite know what was going to happen. I mean, like that was kind of the speculation all along. But I mean, there was always that chance to look at the young dude, let him prove it a little more, and uh, maybe put him down at the bottom of the order because you know, look. Atlanta's got some bats to put up top. Marcakis, Kemp, Freeman. They got some guys up there that can bat. Uh, they did not have to put Swanson up there, but they liked this guy and they put him up there. And I'm just curious to see what you think about him going into the season now that he is to have that two spot. Well, I think the main the main competition and like you said, it was rookie versus veteran uh, sort of a ordeal. But uh, the main guy I was worried about was Brandon Phillips, just because they, they traded for him. They want to market him a little bit for the crowd, uh, for opening up the new park and all that. But uh, I was ha- I was very happy to see Swanson up there in the two hole. Um, you know, I'd like to think that the Braves know to you know, and their and their GM copy know how to do a rebuild better than the twins can as far as building lineups and stuff goes. So um but yeah, he fits he fits the mold of a two hitter pretty well and obviously batting behind someone who gets on base as frequently as Inciarte and batting in front of Freeman. I I mean the, the runs could just produce themselves. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have all the chances in the world, that is for sure. Uh, if he can get on base, he's going to get batted around, definitely. So that's, yeah, that's that's good for him. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the next one here, sorry, my computer just froze up on me. But the other one here, and this one has a lot of people talking in the fantasy world here, and the Boston Red Sox lineup where Benintendi got the second spot, which shuffled Bogarts all the way down to six. And this is bad news for Bogart owners, and we're one of them. And we kind of missed the boat on this one. Like, we did not see the writing on the wall for some reason. I did not at all. I This completely went over my head, and I don't know why. Um, so... I mean, what, what's what's your take here, man? Is this something that's going to stick? Is you know, we looking at at a, at a down season for Bogarts because he's not going to get any at bats now? And I think there's a chance that he and Ben Attendee sort of flip flop based on based on a handedness of pitcher. Now, obviously, we can't say anything after one or two games. Um, tonight, Bogarts is batting third, but that's because Mookie Betts is out with right. an illness. Yeah, that's so. 
can't really uh can't really take anything from that but i i mean i get that you're downgrading him a little bit but if he's still himself he'll he'll still produce runs in that lineup i'm looking at uh Jackie Bradley's numbers back in uh last year 156 games his average batting slot was 6.8 and he still scored 94 runs and drove in 87 so I know it's not quite the 115 runs Xander scored last year, but you know if he's flip flopping with Ben Attendee, the two and six, he's still he's still gonna put up the numbers that you were hoping for to start the year. I mean I hope you weren't thinking that he was gonna score, you know have a, over 100 runs and RBIs. Not you, just the general you. Right, right. I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I kind of thought he was going to take a step back from last year. Last year was pretty crazy for him. But, uh, you know, you always like to see guys bat up top in the lineup and, and not get dragged down into that. You know, so look, six still isn't terrible. I mean, look, you could, you could potentially have a ton of RBI chances from the six hole. Uh, you may not have as many behind you, but, I mean, the Red Sox is a good enough lineup that it he could be battled around no matter where he is. But that being said, another AL East team is uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. Devin Travis looks like he's healthy enough, and, and the Blue Jays are going to trust him to just take that leadoff spot a, away from Kevin Pillar full-time now. And you know he started off the year that way. I believe he's batting leadoff again tonight. Uh, I've got the game on, but have not gotten all the way around. He, he should be. Yeah. I wasn't paying full attention there yet, but it, uh, I mean, I, I turned it on late, so I didn't, I didn't get to see, I'm actually going to pull it up now, but yeah, Devin Travis. Um, so look, I mean, this guy, when he's healthy, he's good, right? I mean, it, it's just a matter of health with him. We took him in NFBC super late cause we waited on second base and we're like, Ooh, Devin Travis is there. Why not? Let's do it. Um, so if he can stay healthy, this guy is this guy is going to be a steal in drafts, especially if he's going to bat leadoff. I mean, yeah. If he's if he's on your waiver wire right now, like just pause pause this and go grab him right now. He cannot he's be on leading off. Waiver. He, he could be. When did we get him in our draft? Wow, forty-seven, twenty-eight owned in ESPN leagues. Right. That's crazy low. Leading off for a team. Like the Blue Jays, come on. So, and like you said, it's all about health. And if you, even if you snag the guy off the waiver wire, and he does awesome for a month and gets hurt, like that gives you time. That buys you time to find other waiver wire additions. So, yeah, yeah. I'm on board. I'm on board with this. I mean, they're they they teased us last year, betting them betting them lead off toward the end of the year, and uh, yeah. I think I think it's going to continue. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always liked the guy's talent. He just, you know, I've I kind of shied away from him. I mean, the NFBC league is the only one we got him. I, I have him in because he was so late, and like I feel like you got to take chances in a league like that. And why not try it with somebody like Devin Travis? I mean, if we miss a second base, I mean, I think we ended up picking up uh, who, who was it. Cesar Hernandez as well. That's I right. mean, he, he's, he's decent too. I mean, like <laughs> we're rolling into the season with Cesar Hernandez and Devin Travis. I mean, I can, that tells you right there how long we waited on second base. So, 
Hey, well, we man. have Ian Kinsley. Do we have Kinsley in that league? I know yes, I have Kinsler in another league. Man, I'm getting all my – I'm in too many leagues. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe those people that do more than than what I do, man. It's – four or five is, is way, way too many when it comes to this many players. Anyway, um, I mean, that's all I got for the lineup notes. I don't know if it was something else that you wanted to, to mention. I know you threw the Devin Travis one on the on the list here. Was there – Another one that that you were were looking to talk about here. Anything I missed? No, I would I would advise folks to pay attention to the Mets lineup. It's been uh it's been pretty interesting the past couple games. So uh, just just Reyes, a thought there. Reyes is up top. Both both That's games right. so far. Granderson uh, betting uh, cleanup. So yeah. Um. Although, you know, something else, now that I'm looking at it, is, uh, of course, the Orioles, they had Seth, Seth Smith starting the first game because I believe he smashes righties. And then today, the lefty, they've got Rickard up there. So that's going to be a flip-flop almost every single time that happens, it looks like. And honestly, when Seth Smith plays, if you're in a league deep enough where you can platoon like your fifth outfielder, Seth Smith is awesome against righties. Um, I'm doing it in fan tracks like in, in our dynasty league. I picked up Seth Smith exactly for that reason. And almost every single time he plays, I will put him in there because he just mashes. Yeah. He just, just crushes righties. It's like, so, yeah, it's, it's Seth Smith versus righties. So back when I was a big DFS junkie, it's Seth Smith, Seth Smith versus righties and uh, Ryan Rua versus lefties. That's like auto, auto plug. Yeah, but. pretty much. So anyway, moving on here, man. You know, I, I said how you can't really look at you know performances, especially when it comes to hitters. You know, like, look, one game is one game. A guy's gonna go one for three with a home run, and you're gonna get all excited because he's gonna have that home run after one game. Relax, he's not gonna hit 182 home runs, 162 home runs, whatever it is. <laughs> um, you know. Goes over four, calm down. He's not going to go hitless the whole season. You know, like that kind of thing. The thing that is interesting, though, is all of these quote-unquote stud pitchers, because, look, the opening day pitchers for a lot of these teams are legit guys. Um, They are the top guys in the league. Not every team has them, San Diego. Um, But, you know, although we will talk about one of them, because you threw him up, you made a great (laughs) point here, is – is I lost my train of thought. Uh, I was watching baseball. <laughs> I guess I watching TV. Uh, but yeah, look, these guys, these guys are top notch. I mean, we're talking the Kershaws, the Bumgarners, the Syndergaards, the you know these types of guys. Look, to nobody's surprise here. You know, I'm I'm gonna rip through some of these, and and you just kind of stop me whenever you wanna whenever you wanna mention it, mention somebody. But you know, look. Syndergaard and Tehran. I mean, they they just had a huge pitching battle there. Um, ultimately, ultimately, uh, Syndergaard won. Mainly, I believe that was all the bullpen for the Braves, right? Oh, absolutely. The Braves bullpen. I mean, it was just, just exploded. exploded. 
And yeah, so, it was you bad. know, Thor, Thor ended up batting a, a, a little bit longer or pitching a little bit longer. And, and ended up, did he get the win out of it? Or he, I know so he had the actually, I don't no, believe he, yeah, yeah, don't believe he had too. the win. They both, so they both went six innings. Um, so That's something right. that I noticed yeah. with the uh, Syndergaard, so about the blisters, I looked on his, uh, on the Fangraphs page under the uh, pitch selection, just because out of curiosity, and he was throwing primarily sinkers rather than that two-seam fastball. So I'm thinking that is going to have to have some, I mean, that's going to have a big deal as far as uh, blisters goes, that added friction. And uh, that's actually something I probably will write about, spoiler alert, in my uh, pitching planner next week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're saying his his start got pushed back from Saturday to Sunday, but I mean, you got to be careful with those blisters. You know, sometimes they'll they'll make a guy go on the DL. I mean, who was it? Rich Hill last year. Rich Hill missed DL? two months. Two months. Two months with a damn blister. Like, you yeah. gotta be kidding me. Just cut that sucker off and like let it heal. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> blisters worked. I don't get them from throwing <laughs> baseballs, but. I mean, I've had blisters before. They don't take that long to heal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, both these guys, look, they both they both dealt. I mean, six innings each, six and seven strikeouts. Uh, the, the three walks weren't great for Tehran, but, you know, look, you're, you're still going to take that from him. So, that you know, that, that was that was really good there. Um, you know, Strasburg had a, had a great outing as well. Uh, what was it, double-digit strikeouts for him, I think? Um, that's right. close to it. Um, I mean, he, he looked like he was going to get roughed up a little early. He allowed a, a couple, a couple runs, but he, you know, he got out of the jam. Actually, he only had three strikeouts. Yikes. Um, oh. I thought he had double digits. I don't know why. I mean, I was watching that game and he just was like sitting people down. I don't know. I don't know what I was watching, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I think the, the, the one thing to look at here was the fact that Volquez actually had a pretty decent game. They took him out after 82 pitches, and then David Feltz got lit up, and that's what really got Strasburg the win. And um, but then if you look back at the Nationals, you know Trinan got the got the save, which was to be expected because he was the the closer that was called. But Glover and Kelly. Never came out, never came onto the field to pitch. It was Solis who got the hold. I mean, that's like, what? Where'd that? Ha- I mean, I dropped Dakota Glover in our holds league because I was thinking he was going to get the, get that, you know, get that spot. But he never came out. And it was kind of weird that he didn't. Um, that's something you're going to have to watch out for if you're in a, if you're in a holds league with the Nationals and you drafted Glover thinking he was going to at least be good for holds, I know I'm going to have to pay attention to it. Um, yeah, moving on here to some other guys. Uh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave somebody else. For, I'm going to leave Bad Bum for the end. Uh, Kershaw doing Kershaw things. I mean, what are you, what are you going <laughs> to say here with him? I mean, just he yeah he allowed a couple home runs. Which which was weird for him against San Diego, but I mean, look they they can they can mash the ball. I mean, yeah. San Diego can they got some power hitters. I mean, I talked about Shimf a lot in on this podcast. I do like him for power. 
and he he hit one out against Kershaw. Like that's got to feel good. Um, so, it, you know, I'm not worried about that at all with him. But you know, Kershaw, this typical Kershaw. I mean, two hits, the seven innings, one just happened to be a home run. So, you know, uh, on the other side, Chasin. No, thank you. He got absolutely so, uh, obliterated. With the Padres, like, if you're the Padres, do you just try to appeal to the league? Like, quit making us face the Dodgers on opening day. Like, I'm tired. I'm tired of this. I think they've faced him, like, the last – faced Kershaw. Like, I know at least the last two years because last year he had a crazy good start on opening day. But uh, I feel kind of bad for San Diego. <laughs> Uh, I feel bad for San Diego because they're just not a good baseball team. Um, but <laughs> that's, that's a different story. Um, although you wrote this down today of all people, right? Or yesterday, um, freaking Clayton Richard, like shuts him out, you know, for, for nothing. He goes eight innings. Like what the hell? Where'd this come from? You know, is Clayton Richards somebody that you're actually going to go pick up on the waiver wire now or even consider? Uh, I never thought I'd say that, but you know, he's a, he's kind of a head scratcher. You're not going to, I mean, I probably won't, but I mean, he's a heavy ground ball pitcher. He's playing a good part for that kind of a, for that kind of repertoire, but you know, 33 years old, he's battled injuries the last few years. It's just, it's it's likely not worth it. But a lot of people said that about Rich Hill a couple of years ago, and look where he's at now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, you know, other good outings. I won't get into all these. You know, Danny Duffy did his thing. You know, but the bullpen kind of blew it for him, which is which is weird. Like usually the Royals bullpen is solid, and they don't do that. Um, Verlander, man, ten Ks. That's where the ten Ks came from. Um, <laughs> he looked like he was going to get in trouble a, a few times in that game. I was watching it yesterday, and he just man, I don't know how he does it anymore because he's not throwing his his heat anymore like he used to but it's he's still just getting people out um we learned how to pitch again i guess i'm just gonna have to be wrong on verlander all over again um keichel now this one i love because everybody wanted to trade me for keichel this year in our dynasty league and they were trying to buy low on him big time and i was like nope go away from me and first game out seven innings pitched had a shutout and, you know, he only had, I think it was like four strikeouts. Not that great. But, look, I'm, I will take that after what after the garbage he gave me last year in that league. So, I'm definitely <laughs> happy to see that. And, the, and look, the last one, I left, I left the best for last. Madison Baumgartner had a perfect game through, what was it? You, I think you must have fixed this, through five and a third. Yeah. And then two home runs. He hit two home runs. On opening day, after the first day of baseball, a pitcher was your home run leader, everybody. It's crazy to think. <laughs> Obviously, ESPN's like, oh, did you know? You know, this is the first time ever a pitcher led the major leagues after opening day. It's like, all right, relax. There were three games. But still, that's kind of crazy, even regardless. Like, pitchers 
don't hit home runs all that often, and let alone two in one game. So, um, I don't know. I just thought that was pretty awesome to see that he just jacked the one off of off of Granky and Granky. Oh yes, yeah. they were talking about. Uh, I don't think it. I think it was the hardest hit ball by Stout, by Statcast. Like as far as home runs go, 112 miles an hour. Maybe that was just this year. But uh, that's pretty crazy for a pitcher. And and as far as the game goes, it's, uh, his his pitching goes. I mean, he was perfect through gave up those three runs in the six, sure. But you got to remember this is against the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks are were well in 2016. They were easily the best team against left-handed pitching. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. He looked, he looked monstrous. Yeah. I mean, look, the diamondbacks are, I mean, everybody real. everybody knows the diamondbacks were not a good baseball team last year, but little people know the diamonds had diamondbacks had one of the best offenses last year. And that was without Pollock. Right. Now they've got Pollock back. They're going to be even better. And Pollock, you know, uh, he hit, I think he hit one of those home runs, right? He did. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it was a squeaker, but a homer nonetheless. Everyone counts, man. It doesn't matter. So now on to the bad for pitchers. And, man, I owned way too many of these guys, it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> um, start with the very first game of the season. Oh, you know who I didn't mention? Chris Archer. That was another good surprise to see after last year's Kind of down season for him. I know he had a great second half, but, you know, Archer really struggled there in in most of last year. So that was really good to see him come out and start off strong. You know, he, he I think he got hit pretty hard in the very first inning and just bounced right back. So that was awesome to see. Uh, but anyway, back to the bad. His counterpart, uh, Masahiro Tanaka, uh, this is not what you want to see from your from your ace, man. This was probably the worst pitching performance of, of any of these guys. Two and two-thirds innings, seven runs allowed, eight hits. He got destroyed. And, I mean, he didn't, he didn't have an outing even close to this bad last year. So this was really shocking to see. And the first thing everybody's mind goes to is that – partially torn UCL that he did not get surgery on. I mean, are you worried? No, I'd have to, I'd have to see a couple more starts. Um, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not worried just yet. Yeah. I mean, uh, me and me and AJ, you know, felt like we stole him for $14 in our points league. And the very first game he goes out and gives us a negative 17. And we're like, good God, you good. have him back, take him back. <laughs> like, it's just crazy bad, that first game, man. But uh, whatever, DeGrom's making it up for me, man, here. You know, he threw, he threw six. He's got me 23 and a half right now, but he's not going to get the win because freaking Atlanta scored. Bums. <laughs> Watch uh, it. I know, I know. I said that on purpose. Anyway, um, where was I at? So, yeah, Tanaka bad. Um, 
You know, it, it took a few more days to get a whole bunch of other clunkers, but the second the second day here, you know, we had we had uh well actually I guess the same day, Cole. Uh, you know, he he didn't have that great of a start. Wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great either. You know, you, you were hoping for a lot more from him. Um and he was actually he, rolling he, he was, through yeah, four yeah, innings. He, yeah, he he was rolling, but got hit hard in that in that fifth inning uh, for five runs and and got pulled. So, look, Boston's good. You know, a lot of these a lot of these like top notch guys have struggled. Seem to just pitch against the against like the the best offenses in the league. It seemed like so. It's it's hard to say if this is just opening day jitters or, or what. But you know, you would hope that these guys would do better than that. Um, and two guys that went against each other that neither one of them did all that good was Corey Kluber faced off against um, you Darvish. And this was the highest scoring game. I mean, look, both offenses are legit, so it, it's hard to blame them. Kluber is doing Kluber things in April, and this is what he does. I mean, his ERA in April the last three years is over four. And then he just tears it up after that. So maybe we just sit him down in April and just start <laughs> streaming other guys. I have no idea. I mean, it's, it's hard to sit Kluber because of what you know he can do. But, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's one of those things. He, he got hit by the long ball pretty early and then settled down. Still got you 6K, so you're loving that. Darvish, on the other hand, I'm more worried about Darvish here than, than Kluber. Darvish allowed five walks. That's that's not good. I mean, I'd rather see five or six hits than five walks. I agree. That was that was that that was the first stat that jumped off me uh, to me whenever I was watching that game. It was just yeah, just the the lack of command. I mean, you don't see that from Darvish when he's when he's on when he's himself. Yeah. So that. And and you know he he did have he did have command issues early on in his career when he got when he came over and he, but he got it figured out and he was he was just legit you know ever since and uh, but you know if if this is going to you know creep up again then then it's going to have to be something you're going to have to pay attention to and I mean look you're starting you're starting him whenever he goes out there but it's you may not get what you expected if, if he's going to be walking this many guys. Um, you know, moving on here, though, a uh, couple other guys. Jose Quintana, he got he got hit really hard, too. Uh, allowed six earned runs against the to- Detroit on their delayed opening day due to some rain. Um, now, I like Quintana, but... Look, Detroit's Detroit's got a good lineup, even without JD Martinez, and it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to get those guys out. They're all amped up for opening day. Ian Kinsler got him. I think Jacoby Jones. I was like, yeah, watching football. <laughs> like this, <laughs> this kind of like old school Ravens, man. Like I was like, wait, what? And I think it just cracked me off seeing it on a baseball field. But yeah, you know, he got hit pretty hard. He didn't get the strikeouts either. You know, he's not a huge strikeout guy, but just two, that's that's really low for him. Um Johnny Cueto last night didn't do very well either. Um not horrible, but 
you know, not not what you're looking for from from your stud uh, like that. So and then, on, a, on Quintana, real quick, mm-hmm. I was I was kind of I didn't watch him. Um, admittedly, I was at work, but whenever I, I looked at the stat line, <laughs> <laughs> when I looked at the stat line and I saw <laughs> and I saw three uh, three walks in five and a third innings, it's like okay, he was just off today. It, it wasn't anything, or or the Tigers that too, but Tigers offense is pretty good from the right hand side. But I saw three walks and I was like, okay, no, next game. Yeah, I mean, look, I, like I said, maybe this is opening day jitters. These guys got to get out of their system. They've been playing a long spring. They're bored. They they just go out there all amped up, and <laughs> they don't they don't have their stuff. I mean, it, it happens, you know. My well, age, being same amped, thing, man. Yeah, you being know? being amped up seems to be much more favorable for hitters rather than pitchers. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. But uh, you know, Cueto, same thing. He didn't have it. Um, Maeda, he didn't pitch so great last night. You know, <laughs> going against a guy who's going to pitch an eight eight inning shutout. You know, what are you going to do? But you know, at San Diego, you were you were kind of hoping that he could do a little better against San Diego than than four Ks and in five innings and allowed three. Like again, I mean, that's not going to crush you, but it's not the start you're looking for from somebody like Maeda, who I think a lot of people, us included, you know, have high aspirations for, high hopes for this this season. So, um, you know, that's 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 all I've got for the pitching performances. Again, I wouldn't overreact, but it's you know, it is just kind of one of those like, man, it was like really good or really bad for all these guys. And it just—it's funny to see the the huge the big difference in in these pitchers. There wasn't any one of those like, oh, he just allowed like two runs in five innings. You know, you were hoping for a shutout, whatever. You know, but nope, it just—it was really good or really bad for these guys. And you're really happy if you got the good. You're kind of sitting there going, damn, if you got the bad. And I got a bunch of bads in like head, weekly head-to-head leagues, and there's nothing I can do about it. I'm probably going to lose this week because of it. Um, so the 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 other the next thing I want to talk about is kind of the the start to the closer carousel. You know, they're already winding this up, man. And you know, right as soon as the season started, there was this talk that maybe Ryan Madsen wasn't going to be the closer for the A's. And you're going, what? Like, why not? He saved over 30 games last year. Not that he was great, but look, the guy served 30, saved 30 games. Why are you going to pull him? And who else? I mean, look, you and I both like Doolittle. They got Casilla, San Diego Casilla from San Fran. And yeah, he was our closer, but I don't think anybody really thought he was all that great. Um, so you're like, whatever, it's probably Madison's job. They're just saying it just to say it. So they have like a chance to pull the trigger if they need to. Um, but Casilla got the first save, man. So, I mean, is this Casilla's job now? Is Madison really out? Like, what's, what are they doing with Doolittle? Like, I, I don't know what to do with the situation. I'm just, I, me personally, I'm running away from it. Oh, absolutely. Um, I would, I would 
love it if it was Sean Doolittle with the job, just because he's the best reliever in their bullpen by quite a bit. I want to throw Ryan Dole in there. But, uh, I like Dole I a think, lot, but he's not going to get it. <laughs> no, no. He's another. I think Oakland's just one of those teams that just they just like to be contrarian. They just like to do it differently. Well, if they you want know, to be like, contrarian, they would put in their left-handed closer like nobody true. else has. <laughs> that's true. But I think Doolittle might be their only left-handed pitcher in their bullpen. Mm, so they want to be flexible with him. Absolutely. That, that, does, that does make a little sense. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Just shrug your shoulders and, yeah. <laughs> you know, another situation that's kind of like we told you so almost kind of thing is, is the Phillies. And, look, Gmar Gomez, he struggled. He got the save, but he struggled. Hector Neres came in before him and just lit up everybody and looked easy. And now their manager's going, oh, well, he, they're worried about Gomez and blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah. Seriously, let's just be smart about this and just put Naris in like you should have a long time ago. But I don't think Gomez is going to keep this job for much longer. It just I just don't see it happening. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you agree with me there. Oh, yeah. You, you won't find any – yeah, you won't find any disagreement there. I mean, they're talking about, oh, we're, we're worried about him now. It's like now? Did you watch him over the second half last year? I mean, he's <laughs> no. on your team. Well, I, I just don't understand sometimes what, yeah, he, what these he, guys are watching. He was bad. Um, a couple of guys, though, they've already blown some saves. We got Mark Melanson, blew it for San Francisco day one. Um, uh, o for, for St. Louis, blew that. That was a five-out save, though, man. There was rain. That was a crazy game. You and I were sitting there talking online during that game, and as soon as you came in for that five-out save, I'm going, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then that rain started coming down, and I'm going, I really don't like this. I agreed and, with when they brought him in, but, yeah, trying to stretch him out to five outs was a little, was a little iffy. Yeah, that was – I don't know. I think they had to have had somebody to get a couple extra outs, but I guess not, man. And 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 look, it wasn't totally his fault. I mean, he hit he hit the first guy, and then he got a, a ground out. But then that second play, where like Carpenter like bobbled it, tried to throw it to oh, second yeah. base, and then they didn't even get the out at first. Man, that that's out number two, man. And there's only one on, and then the next guy hits the home run. Even with that guy hitting the home run, they still have a one-run lead. And then he got the next two outs. So it's like, and it, but they counted. They didn't even call that an error. Like I thought it was definitely an error on Matt Carpenter. He not only bowled yeah. the ball, he made the wrong play. You don't go to second on that. There was no need to just get the out and get out of the ball game. But. Speaking of closers trying to blow it, man, Zach Britton here got two on, nobody out. They got a three-one lead. Hopefully, Troy Tulowitzki uh, st- keeps stinking it up here, and they can finally get him out. But uh, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna yell here in a minute if Britton blows this. But uh, and 
going right into our next topic here with injuries, I'll mention that Jason Grilly blew a save against my O's. Well, not even a save. He just blew the game uh, in the 11th inning on, on Monday. But he was out there because Roberto Osuna is injured. I believe he has a I, – I don't even know what his injury is. I didn't write it down for some dumb reason. But, um, yeah, he – He's got an injury of some sort. I've, I've, for some reason, like I said, I didn't write it down. Do you remember? Do you know what it is? No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you and I type it away. Like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, Why are you asking me? Yeah. It's, they're saying it isn't serious. I think it has something to do. Oh, it's his neck. I don't know. Um, his back, neck, something like back spasms or something. I don't know. They're, they're saying it's not serious and that he's going to be back. Uh, he could be back as early as this weekend. But, I mean, look, they said he was going to be fine at the end of spring training, and then they didn't. Now it's, like, cropping up on him again. So I'd be leery of that one. At the same time, I'm not going after Jason Grilly because he's not a good player. So, um couple more injuries here. Um, Adrian Beltre, as you probably know by now, was placed in the 10-day DL. This 10-day DL, man, it's screwing with me. So they got they got rid of the 15-day DL, right? Right. And they got rid of the 7-day, so everything's 10-day, right? That's right. So weird. Like, they are just – I mean, they're putting people on the DL. It's like it's a snap of their fingers. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing else to do. They're just like, ah, whatever, DL. They don't even care. They don't even wait anymore, especially on pitchers. You miss like one oh, outing. Yeah. Who cares? Um, oh, yeah. I think but, the Red Sox did that with uh, with Pomerantz, or they're thinking about doing it with Pomerantz. No, they well, did it with like, Pomerantz. He, like, he, he was out for five days, and then he was, you know, then they could do a retroactive back to set date. And then, so... Yeah, it, it, the 10-day deal, is de- it's throwing me off, too. I'm with you. I mean, I kind of like it because, especially for fantasy purposes, if you have a DL spot, like, these guys are going to go on the DL so much quicker now. Um, you know, before, like, if a guy, they didn't know if he was going to miss five, ten games, they'd, like, sit and wait on him for a while, so you couldn't do anything. You couldn't put him on the DL. You couldn't make that retroactive move, retroactive move. Um, to pick up a guy, you were just stuck with this guy on your bench on the day to day forever. Uh, now these teams are just going to put him on the DL a lot quicker. I, I actually love it the more I think about it, but it's, it is, it is screwing with me when I see 10 day DL, you're like, what, what the hell is that? Um, but anyway, so yeah, Beltre, 10 day DL, calf injury. Um, I'm slightly worried about this only because he's 37 years old. Um, and look, he's just not going to heal as fast as he used to. And even when he comes back, if he's not a hundred percent, I mean, he's going to have his legs, which is going to affect his power and everything else. And look, we got him. We thought really late in NFBC. And I remember like I was tweeting out our picks and somebody was like, wow, Beltre around, like, I think it was like eight or nine or something crazy like that. It was like, yeah, hell yeah, man. I have no idea how we got him. And this happens. So whatever. Well, you don't um, think that uh, the Rangers would kind of accommodate him a little bit, you know, when he comes back as far as, so right now they're kind of flip-flopping between 
Shinsu Chu and Ryan Rua at the DH spot. I mean, wouldn't you, you'd think they'd much rather play Profar at third and let Beltre have some off days where he's just DHing. You know, that yeah, could, that or could or help. Just keep Gallo or just keep Gallo up if he hits. I mean, he hit a sure. bomb today or yesterday or one of those. He's already hit one. I know that, but I, I, I'm not a believer of Gallo. I think he's going to strike out 50 times for every home run he hits. So that number keeps going up every time I say it. Um, <laughs> speaking of putting guys on the 10 day DL super quick, um, Junior Guerra for the Brewers. I mean, like he came out of the game and they were just, they, they already picked up the phone. They were like, yep, going on the DL. They didn't even wait. They were just like, screw it. Um, so that's there. Um, and then, <laughs> Scotty, man, did you see this play yesterday? Oh, I saw all three plays. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, that well, the, the one that, that was the big one was, yeah. Yeah. So he, if, for those of you who didn't see it, got hit on the elbow, then trying to steal second, gets hit on the same elbow as he's sliding. And then as he's rounding home, was it Russell? Russell threw the ball to home plate and drills him in the head. Dude had hit three times on his way to home base. Like, that's crazy. Um, there's some great memes out there on the internet. If If you've ever seen, have you ever seen that video where uh, it, I, I don't even know. Um, oh, wow. I don't know what they're going to – oh, they call it foul ball. Uh, sorry, totally pausing. Base is loaded, and I thought Machado just made a great play to end the game. Uh, I often be like, hell yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the video where it's like uh, the British announcers and it's soccer and it's this, uh, like, goal out – uh, shoot off with goalies and the goalie keeps getting keeps getting hit in the face with the ball and it's like his oh yeah it's all bloodied. Someone put the audio of that over top of the the Scotty, brilliant uh, play like the whole round the whole trip around the bases. It is absolutely hilarious. Uh, it's I think the guy who made it's like something Ohio. Uh, I think I retweeted it so you can check my my Twitter out and and figure, and find it, but. It it was damn funny. Oh yeah, a retweet Ohio RT Ohio is who is who put it out there. And he, I guess, he makes these types of things all the time. But it is it's awesome. You should go watch it if you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, man, you gotta feel bad for the guy. He just got destroyed across the bases the entire time. Hit him in the head, but apparently he's gonna be fine. Like he passed all the concussion protocols, and uh, I don't think he was gonna even play. I don't think he was gonna play today. Uh, but the game got rained out, so maybe he'll be back in tomorrow. Who knows? We'll we'll have to wait and see. But it looks like he he's in the clear. So good news for owners. I've got him on like four teams because he just kept falling in drafts, and I got him everywhere. Um, uh, am I missing any other major injuries that well that I'm, something that have something happened? crazy about Piscotti that I was thinking about was, I mean, thank God he's a he's a right-handed hitter. And he had that guard on the left side of his face. That's right. That's right where the ball smacked him. Was it hit him like right on that, uh, like the ear guard part of the the helmet? 
Oh, did I mean, it really? A, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, so if, if that's a if that's a left-handed batter up there and you're sliding into home and that ball hits you square in the temple or somewhere close, that's uh, that's bad news. Yeah, luckily for Piscotty, like you said, he cleared concussion protocol, but yeah, that could have that could have been a little different. I know they're all wearing they're all wearing the uh, the earless helmets on the side that they're you know that they're batting you know on their ear that is on the opposite, opposite. side of the pitcher's mouth. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, it, you might see something change. Like I, I've always kind of said, like it's crazy these guys don't. I mean, we see it. We see it every year. Guys get plunked in the head, the face every year, um, and it's just it's just inevitable. Like someone's gonna get drilled up there. These guys are throwing so hard, and I know it. I know it's different. It's gonna be weird, but you know, you start them at a young age, put a damn mask over their face. Why not? Um, you know, pitchers at the same time, like they've they've got to wear those like hard hat hats, you know, like the, with the with the Carlos Torres plate or something, like like the the plate in at least in the front or something, like on the I don't know. They've got to they've got to do something. Pitchers are so so vulnerable out there they're they're worse than hitters in my opinion because they get you know they're in that motion they're finishing the motion the ball comes back they can't react half the time that's it's scary man um so i i don't know i i think i i'm with you something's got to change but i just don't think it's going to anytime soon which is unfortunate it's going to take a really drastic injury something really really bad to happen for it to change i think but I thought I've got for injuries, like I said. So it, it it's um, ooh, double play ball got out of it, Britain. Whoo, that was not easy. Um, anyway, now that the O's win, we can close the podcast. Unless you have any <laughs> other injuries, I did not mention. I mean, we've mentioned all the big ones, like before the season started. You weren't on the show, but you know all of the big ones that were announced before the season. We've announced those. It, it's kind of anything that kind of popped up real late here that's already happened in the season. Uh, I, I will admit I kind of, I kind of rushed this today to, to get all my news and notes written down. Uh, I tried it every time I had five minutes in between meetings today, I, I, I wrote more notes down, <laughs> but I think I got most stuff. So. Yeah, I think so too. And it- so the podcast ends on a good note for you as far as an Orioles win, but I can't imagine running a podcast where I'd have to wait on the Braves to win. You know, you might have to <laughs> wait like a week or two. To... Hey, they're tied one-one now, man. Bottom, <laughs> top nine actually, I think is what they're going into. Mm-hmm. Bottom, bottom nine, or bottom eight. No, that inning just ended, so it'll be it'll be top nine now. I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's Taiwan 1. Anything can happen. So, we shall see. We shall see. Um, I don't really care. I mean, Grom got his quality start for me. He's not going to get the win, so I don't care who wins now. Um, anyway, yeah, so that's all I've got for the show. Thank you for coming on, man, and, and filling in for AJ. I'll just tell him he's a bum for missing out today. I was kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we'll we'll be back next week, same time, same place, and uh, – 
we'll start getting some guests on. We 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 kind of didn't bring any guests on here in the, in the in the whole spring training shows. AJ talks enough for for us not to bring a guest on, so I didn't even worry about it. But yeah, no, we'll we'll start bringing some guests on. Tyler, we'll get you back on here for sure. Get some of the other fancy six pack guys on here. I'll bring some so-called fancy expert people on here as well. Get them some love, and uh, we shall have some fun this season. Good luck, everybody, to your first week. Hope it's a good one. And uh, words words of wisdom to take with you until next week. Stay patient with your team. Do not overreact. I repeat, do not overreact. It's like four games. Just calm down. <laughs> so that's all I've got. I will see you all next week. <laughs>